0: Be the cup. Be the cup. And we will expound on that. Be the cup. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We ask, Holy Master, that you just cover us and you clothe us and uh, clothe us in your grace. We pray, Father God, that you would just move every hindrance out of the way. And we pray, Father God, for the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will minister into our souls, God, into our spirits. And Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that you would just hide me and uh, dismiss, dismiss me, Lord God, and allow the spirit of you to rise up within me. Stretch out in me, Lord, your way. We just praise you and we just give your name glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. In Psalms chapter number 23, I want to say that for the past week, especially uh, on Monday, Ever since I saw the movie called War Room, now if you haven't had the opportunity to see this particular movie, I would invite your attention to go and do that. It's 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 awesome. I mean, I don't know if it's going to do for you what it did for me, but it did some great things for me. So I started a prayer journal um, after seeing the movie and seeing everything that happened. For me, it was more than a movie. Amen. For me, it was more than that. And so I began to meditate. And I began to, to pray, and I began to set aside time to be with God. And uh, on Monday, a week ago, it was like I spent hours before the Lord as I, I uh, uh, moved from my couch to, to the floor on the pillows. And, and uh, meditation and prayer, it was just so awesome. And, and I began to uh, uh, turn on the, my music. And when I began to turn on my music of meditation, it was just like, the Lord just had took me away. You know, it's one of those, I guess what they say, those Calgon moments, you know, they talk about, you know. And so anyway, the Lord took me away. And and in the midst of that, uh, I received a phone call uh, from a young lady that um, had been going through, and she was seeking a word, and I'm like, you have interrupted my, my, my time with the Lord, but I didn't tell her that, amen. So, but what happened was, in the process of our talking and, she, and her sharing, the Spirit says to me, he says, be that cup. He said, be the cup. He said, be the cup that spills over into other people's lives. And when I said that, you know, as we were talking and we were praying in the process, uh, when the the words came up out of my mouth about being the cup, she immediately began to cry. And she said, uh, there had been someone that had spoken to her just hours ago that told her that she was a cup. Now, in my mind, I'm like, okay, God, be the cup. What are you saying? And he says, and and I began to think about it, and I, I was I had a bottle of water sitting there uh, where I was, and as I looked at the water, I noticed, and as the Spirit led me, he talked about how if I want to be that cup and be filled to spill over in someone else's life, he said, Now, Brenda, before that can happen, the cup has to be filled in order for you to to spill. And, uh, and I begin to think about David. David says, my cup runneth over, is what he says in, in the book of Psalms here. He says, my cup runneth over. I don't know about you all, but as for me, and I can't say as for me in my house, but I'm saying as for me, I want to be the cup that will spill over in someone else's life, because what's going to spill over is going to be Jesus. Amen. Be able to, to spill over into their lives that God will make a difference in their life. But God said, then, Brenda, you've got to understand the process. You want to to be that be that cup that will spill over into someone else's life. He said, well, first you've got to fill the cup. I said, okay, God, tell me how to fill the cup. Then he says, Brenda, before I tell you how to fill the cup, He said, the cup has to be made. Okay, God, the cup has to be made. So now let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. We're going to walk through this. The book of Jeremiah, chapter number 18. We're talking about uh, be the cup. You want to actually be the cup. Be the cup. Amen. That will spill over into someone else's life. Jeremiah, chapter number 18. Jeremiah chapter number 18. Are we there? Beginning at verse number 1. In Jeremiah chapter number 18, verse number 1 says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to whose house? The potter's house. And he says, And there I will cause thee to hear my word. In order to, to be that cup, God says, first thing that has to happen, you got to hear my word. And once you hear my word and you be made, then you'll be able to be filled and spill over. So, as the Lord began to reveal some things to me, he said, I want to teach you about who you are, and I want to teach you about the potter. Amen? So, keep, keep that place in uh, Jeremiah chapter number 18, because we're coming back to that. Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter number 64. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 64. Isaiah chapter number 64. Isaiah chapter number 64. And looking at verse number 8. Because we're, we're talking about the potter, and, and, and we're to go down to the potter's house. But we have to understand some things before we can be made to be that cup. Amen. Now, verse number 8 in Isaiah, chapter number 4, verse number 8 says, But now, O Lord, thou art our father. He is our originator. he's the originator. Father there means originator. He says, we are the what? We are the clay. Amen. We are the clay. And thou art the potter. And we are all, not some of us, but he says, but we all are the work of whose hand? Of the potter's hand. So we are all the work of the potter's hand. We have to understand we are the clay, not the potter now. And oftentimes, and I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I like to be the potter. (laughs) And I don't do a good job. (laughs) Amen. Oh, y'all know y'all like to be the potter sometimes. Y'all know y'all been the potter sometimes. Come on, you know, we might as well get real, right? We want to do God's job. Amen that, cuz that's who the potter is. The potter is the Lord. And sometimes we like to take matters uh, in our own hand and be the potter. In other words, we have gotten out of position. Uh, we are the clay. Amen. So, but but the potter wants to do something. He wants to make this cup. We are that cup. He wants him he wants to do something. So, let's go back to Jeremiah. Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter number 18. Let's go back to Jeremiah. Let's let's do some some examination, amen? <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter number 18, we're going to look at some things. Now, verse number 2 has already told us, in order to hear his words, we've got to arrive. We have to move from the position where we are in order to hear what God has to say. Now, verse number 3 says this, Then, he says, then I went down to the potter's house as an act of obedience. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he walked a work on the wheels. Now, there's a lot in that we want, to, we want to look at, we want to dissect, okay? He said, I go, I'm obedient, I go to the potter's house, and I'm observing, and he is walking a work on the wheels. Now, the word work there does not mean work as we think so. Okay, the word work there in the Hebrew there means deputyship. Now, the, a deputyship is a person that's a messenger. But the word work also that means ministry in the Hebrew. So he's, he's, he's doing a work in the ministry that's within, uh, co- uh, corporately or as well as individual. We have private ministry and we have public ministry. So he is doing a work, but he's doing a work on the wheel. So, so he's taking our ministry, whether it's private or whether it's public, and he is putting it on the wheel. Because why? He is making the cup. Because remember now, we want, we want to spill over in order to spill, we first got to be filled. Amen? But before we can be filled, we've got to be made. So he says in his word, he says, now, now uh, he was doing a work. He was, he was doing a ministry. He was, he was looking at the ministry, but he had it on the wheel. I said, okay, God, well, what is the wheel? And he says to me, he said, now, the wheel is symbolic of life. The wheel is symbolic of life. See, life will teach us, okay? And and, and as I began to think about a wheel, I thought about a wheel, and I began to visualize, and if you would please visualize in, in your mind, you think about, and what really got me was a bicycle. When you think about a bicycle you look at the wheel, it has those spokes there, and it's got those different sections in that bicycle wheel. Amen. Even think about your, the vehicle you drove today. Those wheels got uh, compartments. There are sections there, right? Now, he says that, that, that the wheel is life. And, and if you look at the wheel, he says in life, there are different sections in life that we will have to go through in order to be made. To be made that cup that will spill over in someone else's life. Because what you're spilling over, you're spilling over God. So he says now, he says now, Brenda, he said, Look at that wheel. Look at the, the internal workings of that wheel. And he says, life will make us. Life will teach us. He will make us be that cup that spills over. And as, as I continue to, to, to ponder and think about the wheel, I began to visualize the wheel in my mind. And I literally could see Every spoke and everything that happened on that wheel, I could literally see the wheel, the internal workings. And then this is where he takes me because he says, when you look at each section of the wheel, you will see what happens in life. So now let's take a journey. Y'all might go through a journey through the scripture. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is right after the book. Now hold on to your place in Jeremiah, amen? Ecclesiastes is... Right after the book of Proverbs. And we're going to look at chapter number 3. Chapter number 3. Talking about life. Now, life, life, life. The wheels is life. Life. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Are we there? Are we Are there? Now, chapter number 3 in the book of Ecclesiastes, verse 1 says, To everything... There is a what? A season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Well, it says to to everything there is a season. A season. Now, when we look at the word season, we want to think about summer, winter, fall, and spring. Right? When we hear the word season, we think about nature. But when, I, when the Lord began to reveal to me, he said, there's a whole lot of seasons in our life. <laughs> there are a lot of seasons. It's more than a summer season. It's more than a spring season. It's more than a winter season. And it's more than a fall season. He said, but I'm going to show you in life. Because see, in being made the cup. Because we're desiring to be that cup to spill over in someone else's life. Because what we're spilling over, is the God that's on the inside of us. Amen. So now he says, to everything there's a season. And a time to every purpose under the sun. Now, look at version number two. Now, the first thing it talks about, and when talked about the season is, he says there's a, se- a time to be what? To be born. Okay? There's a time of birthing, and there's a time of delivering in life. There's a time when, when there's a new beginning. So birthing is new life. So, so there's a, in, in, in the seasons that, that, that we're in the end of life, Then there are times when deliverance is going to come. But this is what's interesting also, what God showed me. He showed me, if you would just look at, the, I'm going to use the bicycle, because that was real good for me. Okay? Now, he said, if you look at the wheel of the bicycle, each section is equal. Think about it. Each section is equal. Which means that no one season over, overruns the other. Every season in our life is equal. There's a time of deliverance. But look what it also says as far as the, the time to be born, as far as the birthing season or deliverance season. It goes on and says, and there's a time to die. So, and, and the first thing dealing, dealing with, with being made for, from, from, from the, the birthing or the delivering season, automatically he takes us to the end, from the beginning to the end. In, see, God always gives us from the beginning, he's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and he's the ending. But he never tells us what's going to go on in the mill. Now, how many of you all, if God had told you what was going to go on in your life through the middle, would have remained? Amen. How many of us, can we be real? If, we, if God revealed to us everything that was going to take place in our life, what would, we would have thrown in the town a long time ago. Amen. So I'm kind of glad he didn't show me stuff. Amen. Because, uh, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't even cross over the, the beginning line, at least talking about the finish line. Amen. But, but he shows, he says now, and in, in, in what we call life, life has seasons. And because life has seasons, you know, the, the, the birthing season, the, uh, the new birth, there's that, the that ending where we return to the dust. You know, to die means to return back to the dust. Now, then he goes on, he says, he says, there's a, uh, um, a time to kill, verse number three. No, I'm sorry. We uh, need to continue verse number two. I got excited. He said, a time to be born, a time to die. Then he says, a time to do what? It's a time to plant. It's a, there's a sowing time in our life. In life, there are times of sowing. And then he says, and then there's a time to pluck up that which is what? Planted. So God says, Ian, even though it might be sowing season and you plant that, God said there's going to come a, a time which is equal where you're going to have to pluck up that which you planted. That's wild, isn't it? Now, God, you told me to sow, but now you're telling me that same thing I sowed. You told me to, to pluck it up. It's okay, God. All right. I'm, I'm hearing. We're talking about seasons now. We're talking about in life, there are many, many different seasons in our life. Many things that takes its place. Now, he goes on to say, he says, a time to kill and a time to heal. It's a time to break. Now, to break down. To break down something, that means you've got to use some force, right? There's some things in our life you've got to use some force behind it to, to, in order to break it down. Amen? You've got to use force. Then he goes on, he says, uh, not only to break down, but it's a time to do what? To build up. There's a reconstruction time in our life. See, can, can you imagine? Look at the seasons. If you can see this, if you can see the seasons, and I'm to break down. And some things I give. Anytime you break anything, you've got to use some force. But then God says, once you get through breaking it, now it's time to reconstruct. In other words, it's time to build again. Huh. So thank you, Lord. We're, talking about we're making this cup now. Because, see, all these seasons is in life. All these seasons are in life. Now, it goes on to say, in verse number 4, he says, It's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn. It's a time to be sorrowful, and it's a time to dance. Another, he says, it's going to be a time of celebration. It's not always going to be the mourning season, because the celebration season is going to have equal value. Remember the wheel, remember the bicycle. Every section is equal. So the, your 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 season of sorrow was not will not go over into your season of celebration. <laughs> Praise God, Amen. Because God said at the while, no matter what you're going through, you're gonna. Da- there's a dancing. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He said there's gonna be a dancing season, Amen. A season where you can celebrate, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, God. I felt that. Thank you, Lord. Mm. And verse number five says, there's a time to cast away stones. See, those stones are the thoughts that we have. And this is a time to gather those stones together. You know, there are times we're going to have to gather our thoughts because, see, there's some thoughts we've got to throw off, but then there's some thoughts that we've got to gather to get those good thoughts. We're going to gather those in. Amen? Then he begins to talk about, he said, there's a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time when you show love and there's a time when you withdraw. Amen? All these are seasons, but they are of equal value. God, ah, thank you. Thank you. We're talking about making the cup because in life, all these things will happen. All these things we will experience in life. And then the Bible says, a time to get, verse number six, a time to get and a time to lose. You know, anybody lost anything lately? Huh. He said, you might, there was a time when you were getting, you were gathering in the blessings of God. Then all of a sudden, they, they the next season moved over and then there was a time of loss. You lost some stuff, amen. So God, God said, "That's just a season." He said, "But you're not going to hang around in that season." Thank you, Holy Spirit, amen. Because sometimes we like to hang around in the world season too long. God didn't change the season, and we're still there, amen. But God said, "That's a time to a time to 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 get a time to to lose." Then He says, "It's a time to keep." Thank you, Holy Spirit, and a time to cast away. Now sometimes there are times when we want to hold those things too long. A perfect example, you know. No offense, ladies, because I, I I'm female, so I can use us, right? You know, you know, there were times when we did a <clears throat> twelve, fourteen, you know, you know, but that, that 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 season, amen. You know, but 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 yet, you know, there's a time. What do you say? Uh, a time to cast away. Now we had to cast away them twelves and fourteens when we nine and eighteen, right? Amen. can, can we be real? I can use us, right? Because, see, I'm a female too, amen. So I'm, t- I'm not just talking to you about y'all. I'm talking about me too, amen. So it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay to broaden a little bit, amen. It's okay, amen. Just stay healthy, amen. Just stay healthy. I see some wives looking at some husbands, amen, amen, amen. But just stay healthy, amen. But, keep, but make sure you keep it in check. Amen. Don't let it get out of hand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to correct that real quick. He said, don't let it get out of hand. Amen. Don't let it get out of hand. He said, that, that, so that's some things we, we, we got to get rid of now. Acknowledge what is. Amen. We just got that knowledge what what is. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse number seven says, there's a time to rend and a time to sow. In other words, there's a time to tear some things apart, away from us. And then time, there's a time to sow he says, watch this. Woo, I here. All these, remember now, all of these are seasons, okay? He says, there is a time to, is everybody at verse number 7? A time to do what? Keep what? I heard one person say silence. Okay. We're going to try this again. A time to rend and a time to sow is a time to keep what? Silence. Mm, and a time to speak. God says, now, now, all these are seasons now. You, you, the each, each one has its, its, its time. It It's equal value. There are times when you just shut up, zip it up. But then there are times you don't stay silent forever. There comes a time when you got to speak is what the word says. Amen. So, so there's a time now in, in the season. We're looking at seasons now. Each one is of equal value. Now, verse number 8 says, a time to love, and then there's a time to hate. Is that not interesting? You know, he says there's a time to love, and then there's a time to hate. Then he says there's a time of war, and then there's a time of peace. And what I found interesting in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, are uh, these verses, what I found interesting, it wasn't just four seasons like we normally think that takes place in life. When I counted each one, it was 27 seasons. And each one was of equal value, and each one played out a part in our life. You call it life. In life, you're not always happy. In life, you're not always sorrowful. In life, you deliver. You, you bring on new birth. You know, in life, there's war. In life, there's peace. I mean, he began to listen to things down. In life, there is love. In, in, in life, there's hate. You know, sometimes we like to hate somebody, right, into my life. But it's a season that God you knows that season's got to move. This is a season of love. So, so, so what we have to understand in making the cup being made, we have to go through the seasons of life. Amen. You have to go through the seasons of life. Now, let's go back to Jeremiah. Let's go back to Jeremiah, chapter number 8. Because, yeah. see, he's making that cup. He's making the cup. Because we want to be the cup. You know, we want to look at everybody else's cup. And they're pouring out on someone else. We want to be that cup that will spill over. We want our cup to run over as as David did. He says, my cup run is over. So we want to be the cup. Now, back to Jeremiah chapter number 18. And it talks about working that ministry on the wheel. working life. If, if God is going to carve out anything in our, uh, our personal ministries, our private ministries, uh, in, in, in church ministries, you know, it's going to be go- done through life, the tests of life. Amen. Now, in verse number four, and this is what's so beautiful about God, chapter number 18, Jeremiah 18, verse number four. Verse four says, And the vessel that he made of clay was what? Marred. In the hand of the Potter. Now, the primitive uh, word for "mar" it means it, the, the the vessel had become decayed. It, it had become corrupt. What what he had made it had become, became corrupt. It wasn't corrupt when it started off, but during the process of life, it had become corrupt. It it began to uh, become disfigured. It was no longer looking like the image of the Father, if we could put it that way. Amen. Now. It goes on to say, it says, And the vessel that made, uh, was made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it, what, again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. And looked at this, and God says, look at Brenda. He said, it was marred, the vessel, the vessel. At one point, it may look beautiful like this in pink, beautiful. But somehow or another... It got marred. It just didn't look like, look right, you know. But what God says, he said, I did not discard the vessel. Because, see, because it was marred, God did not discard but watch what he did. Watch what God does. And this is why, and, 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 and being that cup, we got to take in everything that the Lord is saying through the word. He said, I didn't discard the cup because it was marred in my hands. He said, but what I did was, he said, I made it again another vessel. In other words, God said, I reworked it. So in other words, God said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some rework on you. I see that you've been marred, Brenda. I I, I see you have been disfigured. You're you're no longer like the image that looks like me, but I'm not going to discard you. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to begin to rework you by putting you back on the wheel, the wheel called life. Now, if life don't teach us, I don't know nothing will. Amen. So God says, "I'm gonna begin to rework you. I'm gonna rework you. I'm gonna put you back on the wheel." So you, got, everybody, know what season they're in. I, I don't know what season you're in, but I know what season I'm in. Amen. So, but everybody doesn't have to know what season they're in. When you look at Ecclesiastes now, I mean, there was 27 seasons there. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. But each one had its equal value. Equal value. So whatever season I'm in right now, i got to come to understand, no, hey, I'm not going to always be here because it's gonna have, it has an appointment time to run out. Amen. That season is going to run out because it's not designed to cross over those boundaries. Amen. It's already been set. So my next season has already been predestined, and all I have to do is wait on God and step right into my new season. Amen. So then I think about it. Yo, know, Each season, you don't go back to that same season. Did you know the progression of the seasons? It, not one of them went back to that, that past season. Think about it. Think about Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Think about it. No season there where in the list that it went back to one of those previous seasons, it listed every one. So there are different seasons in life, amen. I so, guys, I'm going to rework you now. It's it's it's, it's a season where I'm beginning to re- rework we I'm going to put you on the wheel, and I got to do some stuff. I got to do some. I got to do some things now. Now, in this reworking thing, I mean, you, know, let's you remember in Ecclesiastes, it talked about breaking down. And there was a season of breakdown, amen. Where you got to have some force. You know that with the cup, sometimes the cup becomes hard, right? Cup is hard, right? So there's got to be some breaking, amen? And so, so from the breaking of that cup, yeah, that breaking, then I said, okay, God, what are you going to do so we don't b- become brittle? God said, I'm going to put some moisture to your cup. So when you put moisture, then in other words, the word, the word, moisture is nothing but water. You know, if you're going to be able, if God's going to be able to, to take that clay and shape and mold uh, the way he so desires, that means there has to be some water added to the clay, amen, in order to stretch it. If you ever feel yourself being stretched, that's because we have become too brittle, and, and God's got to do something with the clay. This is it. He's got to do something with the clay. So he's got to take his word. And the a washing of the, of the word, and he gets to pour the word in us in order for us to become soft. In other words, to, to become plonable. In other, he can pull us apart. He can stretch us. He can shape and mold us. Amen? So he says, now, that in order for that to happen, and I, I've got to make you moldable again. Because sometimes we can become hard-hearted, right? Anybody been at this place of, is it my way or no way? <laughs> you know? Uh, sometimes we say it's my way or no way or it's the highway. Yeah, you, know, you, you ever thought about that? Sometimes, sometimes we are at that we be at that place. Amen. But the fact remains is this God knows when we are when we are hard. He knows when we are hard and needs to be broken. You know, he, he, he knows. And he knows when we are disfigured. He knows when we've been mourned. So he said, now I've got to add my word, the washing of the word. I've got to fill you with my word because I want to be able to rework you. I want to be able to mold and shape, shape you into the image and the likeness that I want to shape you into. Amen. We're talking about being the cup, being the cup, be the cup, be the cup now. Now, there's a reworking that has to take place. Verse number 5 in, in Jeremiah, chapter number 18 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this part Do we not sometimes talk about the God and say, God, now, why is this happening? Why me, it Anybody ever been there beside me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, church. Oh, be real. You know, when things go on in your life and you begin to ask the question, Why? Now, if we're we gonna tell the truth in the matter, you know, we do ask God sometimes the question, "Why?" Amen. And we might as well be real. But look what the Word of God says here. We have to acknowledge now: God, we were bought with a price. Amen. We belong to Him, right? So He can do whatever He wants to do, right? Amen. 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 So He says, "O House of Israel, can I not do with you as this Potter saith the Lord? Behold." As the clay, which is us, is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O oh, house of Israel. God said we're in his hand, and he can do whatever he wants to with us. Amen. And so he knows what season we need to be in. And he, life, is, life will teach us. Life gives us the, the uh, situation and circumstances where every season God knows there's a time and a purpose. But then I said to the Lord, I said, okay, God. I understand you taught me how I got to be made. You, you said that it's through life life is what's going to make me be the cup that I desire to be, to be able to spill over into someone else. That's not over now. I, I understand the cup. I'm the cup now, being made, but I need to be filled. It's just like having this bottle of water, and it's empty. So, and now I, wanna, I want to spill over into someone else's life. So that means I got to be filled. I got to be filled with something besides self. Hello, uh, Amen. I got to be filled with something else because huh? it was self that got me marred, right? It was self that got me disfigured, Amen. It, it was self. So, and now I, I've, I've got to be filled. I, and, and so I said, okay, Lord, teach me uh, how, how to be filled because I, I want to spill over. I want you to be so in me, to come up out of me, and then it will spill over into the life of others. Amen. All of my around Anybody want to be that way besides me? Now, where you want to spill over in there, everywhere you go, you know, you know, and whomever you speak to, all of a sudden, now, the word of God is coming up out of you. The love of God is coming up out of you. The grace of God is coming up out of you. The mercy of God is coming out of you. And you're just spilling over. And people's lives being changed just because God on the inside is being spilled over. Amen. Anybody want to spill over? Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, I ask God, so i said, God, Show me. Well, he said, go back to Psalms 23. He said, go back to Psalms 23, brother. Let's go back to Psalms 23. He says, now, you want to be that cup that spills over, but you got to be filled. In order to spill, you got to be filled. Now, somebody said that with me. In order to, be, to spill, we got to be filled. In order to, in order to spill, we got to be filled. Amen. So we've been made now with, with a cup, but we got to put something in the cup. Amen. So now he says, go back to Psalms 23. Because David says, he, David's saying that in verse number 5, David was saying, he said, uh, that anoint, he anointed my head with oil. Then he says, my cup runneth over. He, David is saying, he said, my cup runneth over. So I said, Lord, how did David's cup run over? What was it about David that he could say, my cup running over? He said, first of all, he said, read them Psalms 23. I said, yes, Lord. Psalms 23, verse number one, he says, the Lord, first thing David understands, he says, the Lord is my what? Shepherd I shall not walk. You see, in the process of him being at a place where his cup running over, he had to acknowledge that the Lord and the Lord only could be his shepherd. Nobody else could be the shepherd except the Lord. He says, the Lord, he came to that understanding that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He didn't say, I would not, not need. He said, I shall not want. For God will bless him. Then he says in verse number two, he said, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The way my cup is going to run over is, I've got to allow the Lord to make me. He says, David says, he didn't voluntarily do it. Did, he, did, did David say, I volunteered to, to, to lay down in the green pastures? Is that in the scripture? The word says here in the scripture, David says, he does what? Maketh me. That means that's some opposition. That's some opposition. And nine times out of ten, the opposition is self. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, now I dare not forget that there's, there's a little enemy behind self called Satan. He's the influencer. Amen. He's the, he's the influencer. See, so often the enemy wants us to look so much about self, but he never wants us to see about that principality that is sitting behind self, that's operating and working and pulling all the strings, and we're the puppet on the string. The Bible tells us that's what we're fighting against. Not one another, but those, 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 those principal powers and powers that's in high places. Amen? So he says, he maketh me. Earth, I, I, God, I want God to get in the green pastures. That's what he said. He said, get in the place where you can eat. That's nourishment. Anything that's green, that means it's got life. He said, get in a place where there's life. Get in my word that gives you life. So in order for his cup to run over, he had to get in that word. Amen. He had to be, some of us need to have to be made to get in the word. Amen. Some of us have to be made to pray. Amen. Amen. Let's, Let's be honest about it. Some of us don't even pray until hard times come, right? Amen. We all been there. Amen. Should we take a bow? Amen, <laughs> amen, amen, and we had to be made. You know, it's like, oh, Lord, help me, have mercy. Well, if lay up those, those prayers already so that when time comes, when, when there are difficulties coming your way, all of a sudden the angels are step out. And all of a sudden you're protected, amen. See, that's them prayers that's already gone up, amen. But you've got to get in the green pasture. You've got to get in the Word. I don't mean every now and then. Because God is not an every now and then God. Amen. He's a God that shows up all the time. Amen. Whether we're doing right or what we're doing wrong, He still shows up. That's His grace. That's His mercy. Amen. So He says, He, say, he maketh me. He maketh me to, to lie down in green pastures. Then He says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. We're in such a society that everything is just go, 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 go. go. But God says, now, now, In order to have our cup running over, we have to be willing to be led by God. And then go where he wants us to go. He says, I want you to go by the still water. In other words, nothing, nothing is, is, the most difficult thing for people to do is to sit still before God. Amen. That's the most difficult thing to do. And the reason why, because our mind is constantly racing. You know, we have to continually call our thoughts back. Amen. Amen. I, I learned that this past week. You know, when we were trying to get in meditation and in prayer, you know, sitting still, all of a sudden your mind like, "This is a death." Yeah, this is a, no, no, no. We're going to bring those thoughts back. You're trying to get in the presence of God, and this is where you want to remain. Because that's, that's part of that still water. Amen? Where you're sitting. Amen? Where you're, you're being led by God there. Then version number three, says, he says, in order for my cup to run over, because I want my cup to spill over. Amen? Not just run, I want it to spill. He says, he, says, he restores my soul. And other words, he says, there has to be a time of restoration. There's a time when you got to get away and be restored. And what's being restored? Your flesh? No. He says, your, your soul is what's being restored. So he says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of what? Righteousness. For whose sake? His name's sake. Say, he leading us into righteousness. Then verse 4 says, yea, though I walk through the valley or the shadow of death, I will fear. No evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. God said, even though, you know, you, you, sometimes we, we go through the, the. it says the, the mm, Holy Spirit, the valley of the shadow. The shadow is not it. The valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes we think we see in death, but really it's only the shadow of it. Yeah, think, think about it. All all we got to do is just think think a little bit. It's not a death situation. The enemy wants you to see that it's a death situation. But it's really not a death situation. What it is, it's just a shadow of it. Just a shadow of it. It's not the death. It's not the end. It's just a shadow. In other words, take a look at it. Oh, you ain't real. You're just a shadow. You're not it. Can y'all read me? Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, he don't have to be afraid. He said, I will fear no evil. Why? It's just a shadow. For he didn't, he, he's the promise. He's the promise. He said, for thou, this is how you keep your cup running over. He says, for thou art with me. Uh-oh. Not only is God with us, but he brings somewhere else with him. Amen. He brings what? He brings his rod. Oh, rod is for correction. He brings his rod and his staff. Cause sometimes with that staff, he got to hook you by the neck and pull you in. You know, because sometimes the beating don't do. Sometimes he can beat, 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 and, you know, he still don't pay no attention. Then he just get the, he get his staff and he just take you by that little hook part, just like a walking cane. He take that little hook part and just rear you back in. Amen. And sometimes he'll even break your leg and put you over his shoulder because you still ain't got no sense to come. Amen. But well, he says, but I'm, I'm with you, but you got to understand, I'm not just, just coming by myself. I'm coming with some chastisement. Amen. That's what the rod's for, chastisement. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Then he says, this, he gets to it. He, well, wait a minute, Holy Spirit. Now, how is it that the rod and the staff were going to bring me comfort? You see that? Y'all see that word? It says, thy rod and thy staff, they, I mean both of them, they comfort me. Beat down comforts. Anybody enjoy beating? But that's what the book said. That, that, that in conference, the rod chastisement comforts. The hooking of the staff, bring it. He said, that's my comfort, I'm bringing it. Should, it, it will comfort you. God got a strange way. He's not, He has a strange sense of humor, if I may say so myself. You know, it's comfort. A beat down is comfort. Yes, chastisement. Why? Because he says in the book, he loves you. He said, those that he chastises, he said, they are sons. In other words, you've been chastised by God, you're a builder. But if you don't want to receive the chastisement, God says, you're a bastard. You know, i turn you loose. You know, but, but, but then he, he that's, that's comfort. And then verse 5, of course, we read, thou, thou prepareth a table. There's a table being prepared. He says, before me. See, the table is being prepared before uh, the psalmist. David's, the table is being prepared before him. But the table is also being in, uh, prepared in the presence. At the same time, he's preparing the table. Your enemy is present too. Mm. At the same time, he's preparing the table. The enemies, you know, our enemies, with the S, he says, my enemies, and they're, they're present. Then he says, even in the process of them being there, God says, but I'm going to anoint your head. Huh. Thou anointed. He said, he's, David says he's way and anointed now. Life has anointed him those seasons of life that anointed him. Amen. He said, Thou anointed my hand with oil, my cup runneth over. Now, when we read this, this last, this is the last verse we're going to read. When we read this last verse, most times we kind of run through it. Amen. We, we skip this first word. And you know, After all of a, the cup running over, we immediately jump to goodness and mercy. But think about what that first word. It says, he, he pauses, he, thinks, he said, surely, after all this, after all I've gone through, after all those seasons in life, those 27 seasons, that's listening to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes he's saying, surely, after all the pain, after all the sorrow, after all the celebration, after the, the growth, he says, surely, surely, goodness and mercy. He didn't say, automatically, it's going to follow he said, think about it, now look at it. He says, surely, after all these things, no, I, I, I'm being led by the, uh, the still waters, I, I, I'm, I'm walking in the shadows of death. He says, now, he says, surely, goodness and mercy, hallelujah, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. The cup. Be the cup that spills over. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Be the cup. Be. Be the cup. Surely. Surely after all I've been through. Surely after all you've been through. Surely goodness and mercy ought to be following. We'll follow. Surely. Surely. I wish that song said, surely I will. (laughs) As the song goes, surely I will. Let's think about that word, surely. Amen. Amen. So we just thank and praise God for his word today. Amen. 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 Anybody want that cup filled today? A song has been in my spirit all week, and I can't sing. I'm not going to hurt you. Amen. But this, <laughs> I can be real. I'm just a follower when it come down and singing. I'm not a leader. I, I know where I'm supposed to be. Amen. And I know. I heard somebody say, amen. Amen. Uh, I know where I'm supposed to be. Now, you're telling where I'm supposed to be. I know where I'm supposed to be. But the song that stayed in my spirit was, uh, fill my cup, Lord.